0: Hey guys, welcome back to And That's Why We Drink.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: That is the beautiful M. Schultz. Ah. I'm not going to sing. Okay. Hello. My name is Christine. My name is not. And <laughs> <laughs> that's why we drink. And that's why we drink.
1: Anyway. Uh,
0: what do you want to talk about chilling today? chilling here today. Um, what are you
1: drinking today? Um, to my left, I have sweet tea because I'm representing Virginia. And to my right, I'm drinking my milkshake of the day, which is strawberry, but it's frozen because we left it in the freezer for too long. So I'm waiting for it to thaw. Oh, you're going to have to pee really soon. Don't underestimate my bladder like that on live. It's not
0: even live. (laughs) On on pre-recorded audio. I'm sorry. I should have thought before I said anything.
1: (laughs) Anyway, what are you drinking? It looks
0: empty. That glass is actually empty. No, no. this is a bottle. Here, I haven't filled it yet. Uh, This is a smoking loon pinot noir and actually i know you think my favorite is cabernet my favorite type of wine is it's actually, a Shiraz it's not it's a pinot noir my favorite boxed wine is a Shiraz god but my they don't have a pinot noir in a box yet i'm sure Joe's. you'll create it probably i'm the only one who wants it <laughs> uh, Trader Joe's if you're listening <laughs> my uh
1: my i don't know if it's my mom's favorite but i always knew her to drink pinot grigio
0: oh, that's a white
1: though i know But fun fact, that's my favorite smelling wine.
0: Oh. It's a Pinot Grigio. It's a very fruity wine. Maybe. I like to pretend I know what I'm talking about. Cool. Uh, I do that too, but in life in general. But just with every topic. Just smile and nod. Yep. So I'm drinking a Smoking Loon Pinot Noir, and I actually really like this wine, and it's not expensive. I mean, surprise there. Mm -hmm. It's probably like five bucks. Um, But it's a... I like it. Good for you. It's a good Pinot Noir. I like the sweet tea
1: good came out of a jug because i'm not in the south so everything is preserved here
0: well you know what i gave you sweet tea and now you're complaining about it it's the closest thing
1: to homemade i can get in california out of out of a container well
0: i'm so sorry (laughs) that we've disappointed you
1: all right well what's what's next let's see if i get disappointed there
0: (laughs) so let's talk about why we're drinking okay okay who first you all right, I'll go first. Uh, so I'm drinking today because I had this dream. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those people who has like very vivid... Like I, I'll go for a while without a dream and then all of a sudden I'll have a dream that like seven people have stabbed me to death. Like I just get very vivid, violent dreams. So Cute. this time... I know, it's it's really sweet. So this time I had <laughs> a like dream. It's like a giant hug. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the universe really loves me. My subconscious wants me to feel really good. Mm-hmm. So I had a dream that my mother... Was pregnant. Ew. I know. And I woke up and I was like, ugh, like what a weird dream. And right. I, I texted my mom and I was like, hey, how are you? And she goes, I had this dream that I was pregnant. And I was like, <laughs> what? And Ooh. I called her and I was like, you didn't. You're lying. Like some, like what? And she goes, yeah, I had this crazy dream that I was pregnant. I was like, I had a dream you were pregnant. And she goes, ha ha. And I'm like, no, it's not funny. <laughs> ha ha. I know. I was like, she goes, oh, I'm not pregnant. I'm like, are you sure? And she goes, well, I think so. And I was like, That's not an okay excuse. Ugh. And then she goes, Maybe you should get checked out and I was like, That's not funny. Did you get checked out? No, but I'm I'm covered. Okay. I got something in my arm. I'm covered too. Hashtag gay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fun you. You're covered for life.
1: <laughs> I just I just I just swaddle myself in a big rainbow flag. Yeah,
0: you're like, I'm good. No babies in my uterus. No, not today. I got a rod in my arm that's supposed to prevent that, so. Yuck. I got a doctor to sue if that's not working.
1: It's okay. It's it's equally unfair because you don't have to pay for babies when you finally want them. You know what I mean? That's true. You get a baby for free. (laughs) For free. (laughs) You do. Am I wrong? I mean.
0: I have to file a lot of paperwork and hope someone doesn't hate me. That's true. I do want to adopt babies, though, so. Oh, well, we can do that together. That'll be cute. Oh. You will be the mom, and I'll be the mom. And it'll be adorable. And Maybe... Blaze can be the uncle. Aw, oh, that's fun. <laughs> and Geo can be the brother. <laughs> I'm, yeah, let's throw the dog in this the mix. This is the first time I've ever, like, really weirded M out.
1: <laughs> I don't I th- know. I was just, I I was thinking kind of morbidly of, like, oh, like, is this gonna happen in, like, time for Geo to be around? <gasps>
0: I know that's why I kept my mouth shut. Just thinking about my dog dying. I won't say anything more. We're moving on. <laughs> I just I just wanted to mention about like having those similar dreams.
1: Well, my friend had a dream. Uh, her, well, her stepsister had a dream, and her stepmom had a dream, uh, where they saw different perspectives of it. Where her stepsister had a dream where she was sleeping in bed, facing the door, and saw a, like a strange man walking in with a knife, and then in her dream, her mom ran in behind the guy to defend her and stabbed him in the back. Mm. And then when she told her mom that story the next day, the her stepmom said, or her mom said, uh, oh, I had the same dream where I saw a strange man go into your room when you <gasps> were sleeping with a knife. And so I followed him in and grabbed scissors off of the nightstand and then stabbed him. What? And both of them woke up right after that happened. So what the hell? I, I like to pretend... That it was some sort of, like, astral projection thing where, like, there was actually, like, a spirit or something, like, in the house. And, like, both of their, like... They both had, like, an out-of-body... Like, there was some sort of, like, spiritual dimension fight.
0: Ooh, a spiritual dimension fight. You know. One of those things. Well, one time when I was little, I don't... Like, I don't feel good about this. And my friend from childhood does not... Her name's Celine. And she does not like to let me live this down. But... One night I had a dream uh that I killed her in the woods. <laughs> cool. How'd you do it? I I this is just I summoned a jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Or at least you keep it like original. And it tore her to pieces. And then the next day I was so disturbed by it and I uh-huh. saw her and we were kind of ta- chatting and she was like, "I had this dream last night." She goes, "I it's pretty weird. I don't know if I like want to talk about." it. I was like, "What happened?" She goes, "I had a dream that you Murdered me, and I was like, "Well, really, you didn't. What? If you just summoned an animal? Yeah, but in her dream, I actually killed her, like, oh, by myself. So I don't know. Your story's much cooler. You're like Aquaman for the like, safari. Jaguar, murder my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. We both had a dream, and she'll still to this day text me like out of the blue and say, "Remember that time we both dreamt that you murdered me? And I was like, "It must be something fucked up about her. F- I don't know. That's fine. I'm the bad guy. But you know what? That's fine. But that's why I'm drinking because I just I don't like these shared dreams because I feel like they're supposed to mean something and like my mom's either pregnant or I'm pregnant and both are just worse than the other option and my friend we should I should look that up one day, like a dream dictionary. I have one. Oh. Yeah, I'll Google it. Okay. In my book. Uh I'm
1: drinking because I'm not allowed to say the show that we were working on, but it's a show that you like a lot. Ooh. It's
0: Is it Rick Steves Travels Europe?
1: No. It's a scripted television show that everyone watches. So I don't know if I'm allowed to say it yet because, uh, oh, do they know what I do? Have we said my job? No. I make props for TV and film. So like (laughs) any, any prop you've seen on television, I probably made. I'm like one of five people that made it. She gave me a tour
0: of her work last week and it was just the coolest thing I've ever seen.
1: I let her boyfriend hold Thor's hammer.
0: Like, Like the actual Thor's hammer. Like, she literally got to hold the Captain America shield. Anyway. I do what I can. It's fine. Um, but so,
1: there's a show we're working on right now where it hasn't come out yet, so I can't say what show because I don't want to, like, ruin the script. Sure. But, um, also, I signed a confidentiality form nah. before I, you know. Anyway. Uh, but there's a scene about, there's, like, a gag that's supposed to be a, about razors, like, razor blades. Uh-huh. And that so, sounds like a really fun gag. What well, the you watch this show, so you let me know when you think it's hysterical or oh not. Oh, boy. If you see razors on the show I'm talking um, about, ready. you know that I made them. And uh, basically, we had to Greek these razors. And Greek means like label them with a generic name that doesn't actually exist. So it's cleared oh. and you're not actually promoting a brand that hasn't given you clearance to use their name. Sure. So we were using razors that... You know, you just get from the store, so they had, like, the name on them, Uh and we had to put fake labels on them, but they came in that thick plastic container, so we had to break them apart to put a label on top of them and then put them back in a new plastic covering. So we had to basically reconstruct an entirely packaged razor, and it took literally all day to do because the plastic was just being a bitch to try and reconstruct and it was just annoying what a pain in the ass anyway all that for probably a three second gag about razors on a show that i don't even watch so and then i'm also drinking because um my first childhood friend is pregnant (gasps) right that's how i should feel but it's very much like oh shit the first one's pregnant now like time's a wasting and everyone else is going to be like all the parents are going to be tapping their watch. I'm like, all right, when are you? It's like dominoes. Like the first one goes down, and everyone else. Is... It's like how everyone gets engaged mm-hmm. and then married. Now everyone's going to get pregnant, and I'm going to be like, well, shit, I'm a single gay. Like I can't. I got nothing. Your uterus is empty, and my ring finger is also empty. Listen, minus two. And I'm an only child. My mother is going to start losing her hair trying to find (laughs) someone before she's going to be like, I didn't want to be a grandma at 90, Emily. And I'll be like, well, this is the best I've got. (laughs) Should have had more babies. (laughs) Yeah, this is all on you. Anyway, that's why I drink. A lot of reasons. What a week. Anyway, let's hear about some ghosts. Yeah, let's do that. Well, I know you're going to like this because you've been weirdly hinting at it all day. Really? Yeah. I don't even know what it is. I know. It's on the board. Would you like to take a guess? It's not Robert the doll. Robert the doll. <gasps> Shut
0: up! Yeah. Yes, it is. M. I. I know. No, I'm not kidding. I texted my friend earlier and she goes, are you doing an episode on Robert the doll earlier today? I know. You
1: told me this. You've been talking about Robert the doll like five different times And today. I said,
0: oh my God, my friend and I went to see Robert the doll. I hope you do it someday.
1: For our listeners, we have a board, a white board hanging in Christine's kitchen. <laughs> Uh, that has a list of all of the things we want to discuss one day. And I came came to her apartment today and looked at the board, and the only thing written in the paranormal (laughs) section was Robert the doll. That's the only request I had. And it was the only thing i had written notes for today too and i was like wow thank god i did that <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is blowing my mind okay and then, I, feel like and I'm then I mentioned
1: robert the doll and i tried to play it cool and i was like oh maybe i'll get to that one day and christine was like no my friend is desperate you have to do I that soon i lost my mind about it and i
0: kept my mouth shut the whole night you just blew my fucking mind i told you i would i'm so excited I'm but gonna... you know do you know the story then? yeah because i went and saw it in key West. well then what the fuck am i doing with i don't notes? know i don't remember it's just the coolest story ever it's so fucking if I, crazy. Tell me everything. So if I tell you this, are you going to care? I'm going to be so shocked. Okay. I still have, like, postcards of him. Ew. I know. It's creepy. I send them to my friend every now and then to well, scare Well, then her. jump right in if I fight if I, if I, I don't know if, anything anymore.
1: I don't know if I even believe you because you seem to really care about this guy.
0: Because I want to remember
1: everything. It's been a couple okay, of years. Okay. Well, if I say something that I... If I don't say something or if it's wrong, please let me know. I'm sure it's all going to be... She's... Pouring her wine to the brim at this point. <laughs> Get it? You know? We'll sit back and relax as I tell you the story <gasps> of is the Robert story. the Doll. All right. We start in the late 1800s of Key West, Florida. <laughs> Your eyes I have a twinkle there. I've
0: never seen <laughs> so before.
1: Excited. Like,
0: I saw through your eyes, your body get chills. I'm not kidding, my friend and I went on a tour and saw it and then that night we did not sleep and we stayed up all night cuz we were so freaked out. <laughs> we didn't sleep and like we've done every tour and creepy story, we did not sleep that night. Go on.
1: Well, get ready to not sleep tonight. Thank God it's basically Friday night, we can hang out after this. Yeah, I'm and not... I
0: can tell you other stories too. I'm never going to sleep again. <clears throat> Settle in, Christine. Settled.
1: Uh we're talking about the Otto family. Not auto-like car, auto-like rocket.
0: That's an auto-rocket.
1: From rocket. Oh,
0: rocket power! <laughs> there you go.
1: I was going to wait for you to say it out loud. woo, woo. And, Yeah.
0: My fave we show. We are
1: riders on a mission! Okay.
0: Anyway. Rocket power.
1: Yeah, you got it. Love it. Okay. <clears throat> the Otto family. They were known for mistreating their servants. One of the servants that they mistreated was apparently a servant who was assigned to watch their four-year-old son named robert (laughs) and i don't know if i couldn't a bunch of different sites were telling me that she was either bahamian or haitian most people said haitian
0: yeah well on my i mean we did the tour why don't you tell me christine if it was accurate but i learned she was haitian all right the student has spoken i mean this is just from my all right grasshopper one-time tour well by 1905
1: this around 1905 that same servant who was supposed to be watching Robert ended up getting fired because apparently Mrs. Otto saw her doing black magic. And then from getting fired right before she left, she gave Robert a doll that was, quote, life-size, which was three feet tall, which I guess is a normal four-year-old size.
0: Listen, I've seen this fucking doll, and it's literally, like, a child-size. Like, it's a big-ass doll. I, I, I read...
1: 40 inches tall
0: yeah it's like one of those barbies you know when you were little life-sized barbie those used to scare the shit out of me at sleepovers oh they, they still do Standing in the corner it's like that it's like a big doll <sighs> he had button eyes and in
1: theory human hair presumably robert's hair ew there's also um a side to the story that says it's made from like a german factory but i'm gonna go with the human hair version
0: oh i thought she made it
1: out of his hair that's yeah. what i thought it was the first site I went with and then I tried to, you know, fact check. Sure. And then they told me it was in Germany and I was like, there's no Haitian slave going to Germany and buying a doll. No, because if
0: you see it, it's like all like jaggedy sewed up. Like it's not made in like a factory.
1: So we have all agreed he's made of human hair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: Robert ended up becoming very affectionate with this doll and named the doll after himself and named him Robert.
0: Which is fucking creepy. I just have to add, like, maybe Christy naming... has a lot of opinions already. <laughs> just naming already. a doll after yourself is creepy. Sorry. Huh?
1: There was a whole American girl, line. Yes, but you like, didn't, line like, where get you... a doll, and you were like, I will name you Robert. That's a lie. They're, they made, like, custom dolls to look just like you and then name them after you. Yeah. I had an Emily doll. But, like, if someone made like you, her.
0: like, a toy, you wouldn't be like, oh, I'm gonna name you after myself. That's fine.
1: I mean, also, I was just not a much of a
0: doll player.
1: So I don't really remember. You weren't a doll player? You know what I mean? Like, I just didn't play with them. Yeah. They're not fun. Like, one time someone gave me a doll, and I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? This just, like, took up a bunch of room in my... They're (sighs) so boring. Anyway. I played with action figures. My mom should have seen it the whole time. T.I. Joe! (laughs) Go, Joe! I don't want a Barbie! To this day, Captain America is, like, my favorite person on Earth, so... I love that. Uh, Okay, so he named the doll after himself and started dressing the doll in his clothes basically became best friends basically it became best imaginary friends with him but with an actual physical doll being there so like would talk to him would have him always sit at the table with them when they ate would like pretend to feed him food would tuck him into bed at night like treated him like a human being right robert started asking to be called gene which is his middle name because robert was the doll's name not his and uh Gene would be heard having conversations with Robert where he would speak normally and talk in his child voice, but Robert the doll would respond in a much lower <laughs> voice.
0: Jesus,
1: and the mom assumes that he like the like Gene would be speaking in a really low voice in response, but after a while she couldn't tell because apparently like if the door was closed and she just heard the conversation, the voice was too low for a 4-year-old to be mimicking. Like Ugh. it was just like a like a Gargly, like old man voice. Ugh. You know how all dogs dolls talk. <laughs> so he started, uh, Ro- or Gene, the human being, not Robert the doll. <laughs> Gene, the human being. <laughs> uh, he started getting really irritated often, and his mom didn't know what was going on, and would ask like, "What was bothering him?" And he would say that he like got in a fight with robert the doll or you know oh yeah, i had the same problem growing up <laughs> and uh so one day his mom walked into the room to find gene like sitting in the corner cowering while robert the doll was perched in a chair staring at him and like the son was like physically like shook like he was like shaking literally shaking <sighs> and the doll was just staring at him in a chair stop it like how Sick as your imagination, unless this doll is real. Right. Um, also, household objects were starting to get thrown across the room. Jean's toys would get destroyed. You would hear giggling in empty rooms down the hallway. Um, anytime, basically, that Gene got in trouble, he would tell people that Robert did it. And what's happening?
0: One time, I'm sorry, we Go went ahead. on this tour, and it was like a bus tour, and they had all these speakers on the bus, and they were telling us before we got to the museum where Robert was about this story. And in the speakers, like, my friend and I were the only people who were not, like, 65 years old on this tour. And we were sitting in the back, and all of a sudden, she's like, and then Robert would say that Robert did it. And all the speakers had, like, 25 children's voices, and they started going, Robert did it. Robert did it. Robert did it. And we just, like, didn't know what to do, so we burst out laughing. And the (laughs) tour guide had to tell us, like, to stop behaving inappropriately on the tour. But it was the most outrageous. Like, 25 children's voices started coming from all the speakers going, Robert did it. And it, like, still haunts my nightmares. But what
1: kind of, like, hyped-up 65-year-olds were on this bus where they went to go see a haunted doll? I mean, this is, like, Key I don't West. know a single This is, like, Florida.
0: 60- we're not, you know. Oh, it is Key West, Florida. Yeah, right? I mean, you know, it's not, like, the most hip- The land of retirees. Millennial town. Well,
1: I was going to, like, I would love to go on a haunted tour with a bunch of 65-year-olds. I've just never met anyone cool enough to... They didn't like us very much. Like the only 65-year-olds I know like want to play Mahjong. And... <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck do you know that wants to play Mahjong?
0: <laughs> Actually, to be fair, Mahjong's a really fun game. Have you ever played? No, because I'm not like from Japan, and I'm not 70 years old. Well, that's just racist. That's a Japanese game! It's a great game. So is Sudoku. That's a fun time.
1: I do love Sudoku. There it is. All right, so... Uh anytime gene got in trouble for anything at all he would swear that robert did it robert did it robert did it robert Robert Robert. did it (laughs) (laughs) and uh parents would so the parents ended up taking robert the doll away and putting him in a box in the attic where he stayed for several years
0: Uh,
1: and then gene's attitude changed he became like a normal kid again and After the dad died, Gene was all grown up at this point and lived somewhere else. and was married and he was a famous artist. And, uh, but once his dad died, Gene ended up getting the house and the will. So he moves in and remembers it being so big. He was like, oh, I can make the attic like my painting room. Mm -hmm. Was he still Gene by this point? He still went by Eugene until he died. Okay. Which says something too. Why wouldn't he just... It's a little weird. Whatever. So he ends up thinking, oh, the, the attic would be a great place to paint And when he gets up to the attic, he finds the box that Robert has been sitting in this whole time. So he finds the doll and immediately becomes attached to it all over again. Uh, And then my next bullet is, wife not pleased.
0: I don't fucking blame
1: her. Jesus. So just like childhood would take the doll literally everywhere, Uh, they kept him in a chair next to the bed when they were sleeping at night. What? Can you imagine? No. No. Can you imagine, imagine, so Christine's dating this guy who has a really cool name, named Blaze. B L A I S E. There's no Z. It's just got The French specify. version, just not the fun specify. version. Yeah. Um, can you imagine if, like, all of a sudden you and Blaze move somewhere and he's like, oh, here's this doll, and then just starts, like, holding it by the hand everywhere and feeding it and then, like, putting it next to your bed and Ew. talking
0: to it. And we have to eat dinner with it and it sits by our <laughs> bedside and watches us sleep and it's a life-size doll. No. That's not a thing. Yeah. It is. A, it's a thing here. Well, fuck
1: that. So, um, the wife casually goes insane and dies. <gasps> what? That was literally all the information I got. <laughs>
0: That's what happened back then. People just, like, went insane. I'm sure there was,
1: like, a real reason, but I thought it'd be
0: more <laughs> ominous if I left it at that. So. There was no mental health awareness. People just went insane and died. Yeah, they were like, oh, hysteria. There it is.
1: <laughs> um, Her corset's
0: too tight. She's gone. So,
1: uh... He's still hanging out with Robert, and you can like people are saying like you could see Robert like looking at them through windows, or he would move across the room when you weren't looking. Like you would leave him somewhere, and then turn around, and then he would be in the other side of the hall, and just staring at you. You know, it's so how creepy. dolls are. Ugh. Um. And so eventually, Jean also dies. Again, I chose not to look up how. I assume Robert did it. Robert did it. Robert. Stop. Did it. <laughs> um so then (laughs) i'm
0: gonna have nightmares
1: so uh then he i think i forgot to read another bullet there's something in between here that i didn't write down but basically it ends up being a vacant house and robert stays in the house like the doll just like got left there yeah and um like 13 years later or something like that someone ends up buying the new or buying Mm -hmm. the house finding him in there and like robert the doll was like also making them go crazy where people would get locked in rooms that he was sitting in. Like if they found him in there and then saw him and closed the door behind them, they were now stuck in that room with him <laughs> until someone could open the door or you would hear evil laughter on a different floor. Um, and you know, the usual. <laughs> so it's horrible in 1974, um, Myrtle Reuter Is the name of the new person who moves into the house, um, and, or she's the new she's the new person that moved in and like was experiencing all this stuff, and she has a daughter that by nineteen seventy four has now gotten a little older and is trying to play with the doll herself. Oh no! And she's now like in her fifties or something like that, but she has like. If there's ever been a documentary about her or someone's like gone up to her and asked about it, she swears that her only memories of that doll are it trying to kill her when they were alone. What? She like won't go into it. She's like, he tried to kill me. That thing tried to fucking kill me. I will never, I will never talk about it. She thinks like if you, if she even talks about like its energy will like go to her. And so she's like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going there. Uh. But all she remembers of living in that house for like 10 years is it trying to kill her. You would think by that point you'd just throw the fucking doll away.
0: Why the fuck is this... Or put
1: it in a fire.
0: I would burn it.
1: Yeah. I don't know why people... Every story I tell, I just don't get why people didn't leave.
0: Right. Get
1: out. So the family uh, moved in. They found him. Put him in the attic. A lot of shit happened. The daughter is trying to, like, survive every day. God. And then the final, like, blow of it was the owner one time woke up hearing a child's laugh and looked at the foot of her bed and it was sitting at the foot of her bed holding a knife laughing. Stop it. I won't. I don't like it. So they fled the house and Robert was moved in 1994. So 20 years. I'm sorry. The girl had to deal with this for 20 years of avoiding getting killed by him. In 1994, they end up donating him to the East Martello Museum in Key West. And the doll is now 110 years old. Or, like, over 110, because it was 1905. hmm Fuck, that's an old doll. So he currently sits in a glass box, but people still say that he's haunted and can even curse you from far away. So maybe that girl had something right not talking about him. Yeah. Um, people regularly see him move in the glass box, or his smile will turn into a scowl. And one employee remembers cleaning him, and the next day he was sitting in a different position with dust all over his shoes, even though he had just been cleaned. Or people will hear tapping on the case when they're not looking, and then they'll turn around, and his hand will be pressed against the case. Like, he'll, like, like almost like giving a high five or, like, a Heil Hitler, like, through the glass. Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if you take a picture of, with him, which I know you tried to do. I so did that. Yep. <laughs> so we'll talk about it. If you take a pic with him, a pic, a pic, (laughs) that's how I wrote it. I did all this in shorthand. If you take a pic, W slash (laughs) him, the letter U, you have to ask politely, um, you have to ask politely to get a picture with him. And if his head tilts, apparently you have permission. And if you take a picture anyway, then he'll curse you and whoever you came to the museum with. Um, a lot of times cameras also won't work around him where they'll just shut down, um, and muse- the museum says they get between one to three apology letters a day um, addressed to Robert the doll for being disrespectful and taking his picture without his permission. And oh, and uh, the last thing was also apparently someone heard, I don't know how accurate this is, but someone heard that in history they heard that Robert the doll likes candy or sweets or that's what like Jean would mm-hmm. feed him, like give him candy. And so when they heard that Robert the doll might like candy, now people will send candy with their apology letter, hoping that he will break the curse that he's caused on them. Because a lot of people have claimed that they've gotten in car accidents or broken their bones or lost jobs, like within a week of having taken a, taking a picture of him without his permission. It's, I mean, it's
0: really spooky. I mean, we went and it kind of, it was twisted. I, when we walked in, our tour guide literally told us, you have to say, hello, Robert. I like, well, I, I mean, you. even on the
1: bus, you, you and your friend were laughing and he was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. They were like, <laughs> they're all afraid. <laughs> they were like, don't do that. Uh, what does it mean? It said if, if he tilts his head, you have permission that like, is, is that because my thought is if you can really get that intelligent of a reaction right away, then why does anyone not believe no, in ghosts? that?
0: Well, that when I was there, that wasn't the thing, the. the the way they presented it to us was you have to politely say, I'm like, I hope it's all right if I take a photo with you. And then you have to thank him for the photo. And then...
1: So just be polite all yes. around?
0: And like when we walked in, he literally said, I need... <clears throat> he goes, I don't care if you believe it or not. You have to say like, hi, Robert. It's so good to see you. We don't mean you any harm. Like it was just very weird and trippy. And then they had an entire room of letters and candy that people have okay. mailed yeah so every all my research was right yeah so no it was and they had a whole room of just walls of letters of people being like and like kids writing to him and like grown-ups writing to him and people mailing stuff i mean it, it's pretty weird it's it's creepy
1: we'll post a picture of him on social media but he is a fucking creepy doll i mean talk he about- looks
0: like he looks
1: like he's a you know a haunted doll. He looks like a haunted doll. It's like doll. what you imagine a He looks haunted, like a 110-year-old haunted doll. Like, child-sized doll.
0: Uh, is he and really child-sized? Yeah, he's, like, three feet tall. And, I mean, the thing with it, too, is that our tour guide was, like, this 30-year-old dude, and he was living in Florida, and he's like, I'm just doing this tour guide job. But he goes, we're not allowed to close up at night alone. Like, there Ugh. needs to be two people, because people get locked in, people get, like, the lights will... Uh, turn back on and people will get fired or in trouble because we didn't close properly. But so two people always have to be there at night to close up, turn the lights off, lock the doors to make sure they can like be accountable with each other, make sure they don't get locked in rooms. Um, and he said closing is the worst, like nobody wants to close. He says just it's so normal now that they'll walk in and the doll will just be indifferent places yeah just totally different will he he at least stay in the case yeah he's in the case but he'll just move is it surrounded by holy water like i don't like (laughs) how if you it's this big glass case and he just sits in it and he literally i mean this guy's like how come no one has like just like left a video camera running or a security camera i think they have videos of just i would love to like see security footage of his
1: leg just like shifting in the middle of the night for no reason yeah i don't know i have to look it up i also wonder why he stays in the case because if you have if you have the ability to
0: but but think about him in that box you know he was kept in that box for
1: oh like it's for years it's a home for him no but
0: just like he didn't
1: oh that's true go anywhere he stayed in
0: the box until somebody else got him out
1: you would think if he's a doll with enough like like paranormal like strengthen him to move he could just like with his little legs that kick all the fucking time apparently just kick the box open you know (laughs) like who knows that like if he was sitting up there in an attic well maybe he likes to just sit there and
0: like curse people
1: yeah i mean every time anyone's ever seen him do anything scary he was just sitting and staring yeah but i feel like if you like i mean maybe that's just what he's meant to do but anytime anyone saw him, he's also like moved from room to room by himself. I wonder why a box true. like his his kryptonite is a fucking
0: box. Like <laughs> maybe plexiglass. That's weird. I don't know. But uh, wasn't the theory that she was doing like voodoo and had she? Well, was... that's
1: that was the thought that the Haitian servant who gave him the doll. Because she was fired. Yeah. That the last black magic she did there was to curse a doll to put a curse on the family for firing her. Right. So she created with. a doll to
0: look that. like the sun.
1: And the I remember Well, I mean, if it is made of his human hair, like how that's pretty typical black magic in my right. book of like taking like some sort of like hair or skin or something from right. the, the
0: the victim or whatever. Victim
1: and putting a curse on it and then giving him his own cursed human hair well that was thing, and then having him like always next to it
0: yeah i remember them saying that it was very weird because the family they had a falling out they fired her it was not they did not leave on good terms and they found she had left the doll in the child's room and i remember the tour guide saying it was very weird because the parents were like we just had this huge falling out. Like, why would she give us? a Yeah, doll? she like cursed us and like stormed off. But she had <clears throat> like time to make this doll and left it in Robert's room, and it looked exactly like him. Like, I thought
1: as if I have an employee who's doing black magic, I'm not gonna fucking fire her. Like, she officially has a job forever. <laughs> like, she's got it. Like, if I knew someone had the ability and the knowledge to put any voodoo hex on me, right. I'd be like. You now have all of my loyalty and respect. I bow
0: down to you. You want to raise? You fucking got it. Well, and the thing is, like, clearly they believed in it. If they were like, we don't want yeah. you doing black magic here. Get out. I mean, maybe they, like, didn't believe in it and assumed that she maybe. was just crazy. And now they're, like, getting like, a taste of their own medicine. You're wasting time on our dime. I don't know. But,
1: I mean, if you're... I, you're right. If you're scared enough to of someone doing black magic that you're willing to fire them, you must believe in it a little. Yeah. It's a little weird. Any of my future employers... Just do black magic, and I'll give you a job. Voodoo. Because I'm afraid of you officially.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I'll make a doll
0: the size of Emily and give it to her.
1: Don't. I'm six feet tall. <laughs> Don't give someone a life-size
0: Emily doll. Oh, Easier human hair. Ugh. Oh, that story always gets me. I tell you. Well, <clears throat> I hope I did it justice with no, your friend. You did. I. I. We're gonna post photos. Look up Robert the doll. He's. Is- literally
1: the creepiest thing on earth it's so nobody could wake up and find that at the foot of their bed and be
0: not scared right i mean it's been probably four years since i went there and i regularly think about it and get <laughs> i'm not kidding like i think about this every day no but like i've gone to like plenty of ghost tours and paranormal but that is the one thing that like still spooks me for some reason well there's
1: something about dolls there is especially like have you seen like the dolls in like uh amish communities they I mean I am part of a
0: lot of Amish communities. I community, say I so. live right by an Amish community. I do too.
1: We live right by a big Amish town. Yeah. Um but their dolls don't have faces. What? Mm-hmm. Like they have like blank. It's like it's like you know the stick figures on like a like on a public restroom sign. It's like that is a 3D doll. Why? Um there's there's it's, it's like a I should know it, but there's like a very obvious reason. It's like the oh. they don't want like a yeah, they don't like to have like their
0: representations of themselves. It's something about like maybe modesty. Yeah, or, like because they don't like photos or anything where like they're replicated on another. I don't know what it is. Well, I, I mean, we're literally spewing bullshit right now. Well, no, but I. But there,
1: there's something like that. It's something about modesty or like, um, uh, like it, it would give you ideas of like how you should look
0: or. Oh something like well, that. because i don't or... think they like to replicate the human form like i don't think they like any sort of photos or drawings of yeah p- themselves. Also,
1: are, are they a community i know this is more like an indian tribal community but they don't like pictures taken of them because they think that like part of their soul gets yeah. taken in the picture exactly. i don't know if that's so much amish but yeah, it's, it's amish. something
0: on that level no that's amish too yeah it is yep i didn't know that yeah anyway that's robert the doll Robert the doll is going to haunt my nightmares forever. <laughs> All
1: right. Also, there's now um, a tab on their website where you can get your own Robert the doll. If you ever. I, I will not, do not. I will not. I will never forgive you. I, I swear I will not. I don't want to ever hold something that looks like that. I don't ever want. I mean, Especially I, because it's probably made like in the room next to the actual Robert the doll.
0: Like, a little bit of his spirit might like go into Like, if I were Robert the Doll, I would for sure curse all of those replicas. Ugh, I don't even want I I to think about it. It's, it's, it's horrible. It. But it says, like, get your own Robert the Doll <sighs> no. as a tab. And I was like, firm fucking pass. Uh, I should send that to my friend Celine, who saw the doll with me. This is a test to see if she's actually listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let me just move on to something even more heartwarming. Just horrible. Okay. Or heartwarming. Depending on the kind of person you are. Yeah. But it's pretty much horrible. So this is something that, like, speaking of personal things that really upset me, this is something I remember being in the fifth grade and this being a huge story. And my, for some reason, my social studies teacher... What is this? Do I know about this? Yes, I think. He took it upon himself to drag us through this whole case. It's the Elizabeth Smart kidnapping. (gasps) Yeah, I know this. Yeah. And instead of studying any sort of history or social studies... He spent the entire year. I remember my mom being so mad, teaching us, like telling us every little bit about this case, and like we followed along with it. And I remember not sleeping. I remember telling my mom like we had to get an alarm mm-hmm. system. Like, oh yeah, it was the. Fir- I think everyone
1: our age who mm-hmm. currently has some form of OCD about being alone in a house is it's because it was the first story we ever heard about. Yeah, was the Elizabeth Smart case. It was a really upsetting case it. I remember not knowing anything about, I mean, we were so young. I don't really remember ever having to pay attention to the news. And this was the first time that I remember something being on the
0: news all the time. Right. It was huge. And I, like I was two years younger than my little sister is now. And I don't even want her to know about stuff like this and just thinking, (laughs) so listen up girl. Yeah. Hope you're not listening. Um, and so I just remember, it just really shook me, and I remember going home and being like, "Mom, we need." And we had break-ins growing up and stuff, so I was like, "We need to." I get- never had a. That's like, of all the things that I've ever experienced, thank God
1: I've never experienced yeah. a break-in. That is truly the most petrifying. That was like it something
0: ever. that was sort of standard in my my childhood for some reason. Jeez, God, I don't God, know you're if we badass. were cursed or what, but
1: we had a. A friend that I went to school with, and she was one of my um, neighbors down the street, and they got broken into, like, five times, and I don't know how I, like, thank God they didn't go five more houses down. Right. But, like, there's nothing scarier to me than that kind of, like, violation. Well, that's a thing. Like, I mean, remember that episode uh, where I talked about Tamara? Yeah. The reason The Strangers is the scariest thing on earth to me is because someone is coming into your home. Right. And is... You're now helpless in the place that you're supposed to consider the safest.
0: There's nothing more like violating than that.
1: It freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. All right. Take it away. I'm going
0: to just keep talking about it. I'm just going to fucking stress drink. Okay. So on, um, there's some details on this that are just really interesting. So I just thought we'd go through it. Bring me back to fifth grade. Here we go. 2002, baby. June 5th, 2002, 14 year old Elizabeth Ann Smart was abducted from her bedroom in the wealthy Federal Heights neighborhood of I already hate it. Salt Lake City, her younger sister, who was nine at the time, named Mary Catherine, witnessed the abduction as nope. they shared a bedroom. Nope, I know it. Absolutely not. Gets oh me my god, to my core. I mean, I was. I mean, we were like eleven, ten years old. This is just so okay. She pretended to be asleep as she watched uh, this man take her sister by knife point
1: out oh of my her god. bed.
0: Uh, she pretended to be asleep she could hear the man tell her sister elizabeth to be quiet so he wouldn't hurt her and she remembered recognizing his voice but she wasn't sure where she had heard it oh
1: my god so, Christine, she, I've never actually had a problem with any of the stories we've told yet. You're, you really just like brought it home today, didn't you?
0: This is, we're not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> oh, could I spend the night? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're going to have to buy some sage. Does, <laughs> does Albertson
1: sell sage? I think sage is not needed for the story. Like, I think
0: everything, I think sage is needed. For, I think a I think a Bible is needed for I her. have a Bible. We'll get it out. Okay okay so she snuck out of bed to tell her parents uh but she saw the two of them in the hallway uh checking in in her looking into her brother's room so she snuck back into bed pretended to be asleep for two hours quietly waiting for them to leave to this day can you imagine the guilt that fucking girl has nine years old oh my god like a little baby so she, she's our age. She's t- Yeah. She's our age. Yeah. The she little sister is,
1: she's 24 now. She would have been our age. Yeah. She's 20. I'm 24.
0: God. So. Oh my God. She, uh, this is what she said later. She later told police, I thought, you know, be quiet. This is when she was nine. Right. Uh, because if he hears you, he might take you too. And you're the only person who's seen this happen. What so, a
1: smart fucking girl. I know. So
0: she was like, I know what happened. I can't be kidnapped. Not because I don't want to be kidnapped, but because I don't want my sister to be taken without me knowing. What happened?
1: God, she's a brilliant child. She's my favorite. Weren't they all brilliant children in some way or another? Like, Elizabeth Smart was known to play...
0: Yeah, she played the harp.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. They all did something really... They're very successful, like,
0: smart children, yeah. Jesus. So, what happened was, uh, she finally felt safe. It was around 4 a.m. She finally felt safe enough to run into her parents' room. Uh, She told them Elizabeth was gone. Her dad told her she was just having a bad dream, but when her father got up to, like, bring her back to her room and didn't see Elizabeth... Uh, Mary Catherine told her dad you're not going to find her a man came and took her he had a knife that's when he went downstairs noticed a screen window that had been cut open with a knife oh my god I know and called the police this shit makes my skin crawl I know and the reason they lived in a multi-million dollar house wealthy safe neighborhood in Salt Lake City the reason they didn't even have the they had an alarm system but the reason they didn't they didn't have it on was because um The dad said, like, sometimes the kids, they had six kids, and they said sometimes the kids would get up at night, and it was a motion sensor alarm. And he said, we I don't care. I would rather wake up ten times a night to find out my kid made a fucking sandwich (laughs) than wake up and find out one of my kids is gone. So he said that night they just didn't turn it on because (sighs) they knew, like, the kids were going to be up and about. So they just were like, "Yeah, we'll leave it off.
1: You know, my mother, I swear I've been telling her since I was a child, probably because this floated around in my whole psyche. I always told her please get an actual alarm, and I, I promise you, she always says, "Oh, we'll do it later," and it has been literally twenty years.
0: Linda, get an alarm. Get a fucking alarm. We have one, and it has saved our asses. There's, Ugh. Ugh. Not, I'll tell you about that break in another day. Anyway. Um, so a massive search began for Elizabeth. They couldn't find her. They actually arrested a handyman who ended up being innocent, but he died in jail from a brain hemorrhage. So it was just like really tragic. The guy was in prison, in jail. He said, I had nothing to do with this. And then he died of a brain hemorrhage and they were like, oh wait, he was innocent. So that was kind oh my of upsetting. God. Then they had no leads. And for several months they had no leads. In October, several months later, Mary Catherine, the little sister, suddenly remembered where she had heard elizabeth captor's voice and she said to her parents i know who it is i remember uh where i heard his voice she said it was that man named emmanuel who worked at their house for one day in the november like november before um and the smarts the family they were known for helping unemployed people in the community by hiring the homeless and hiring people who were unemployed to come to their house and do odd jobs um Around the property. So one man named Brian David Mitchell. Who called himself Emmanuel. uh, Had helped out on the roof. Raking leaves. uh, For just one day. For about five hours. And Mary Catherine had this moment. Where she thought. Oh my god. That's where I remember the voice. Mm -hmm. This guy who came to our house. So the police were skeptical. And they thought. You know. She's only met him once a year ago. She's nine. She doesn't know what she's talking about. So they didn't follow through. The family. The family. Fully believed Mary Catherine. And Good they. For them. Yeah. They actually hired a sketch artist to draw Emmanuel's face because they all remembered him. Um, and they wrote. Really... It's so weird that
1: someone works on your property for five hours and everyone a year later remembers his face and voice. He must have been a weirdo. He either must have been a weirdo or may, they must have had like that
0: visceral gut feeling of like, remember this shit. Well, they knew it was. And I'm. He was a weird. I mean, even just reading his background, he was a weird, weird guy. So I don't think. Like, I think he was pretty memorable. Okay. He was the kind of guy who was... He wrote his own scripture about how he was the Messiah. So, I mean, he was just... Starting. I feel like
1: I tell a lot of stories about irresponsible parents. <laughs> and you tell a lot of stories of parents that just, like, believe their kid to the end. <laughs> like, when you did the solder children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this episode. And then I did the story about, um, like, the a ghost throwing a dog against a wall and a chandelier (laughs) falling on their child. And they're like, whatever,
0: we'll be fine. (laughs) That says a lot. Ugh. um, so they actually used a sketch artist. They released the image to the media and John Walsh, the guy who hosts, um, America's most wanted, Mm -hmm. uh, who had his own child abducted revealed it on Larry King live and on his own show, America's most wanted, uh, literally the day after America's most wanted aired. Uh, a guy bicycling in uh, in Sandy, Utah noticed a man walking with two women wearing veils covering every part of their body. Oh, I remember this except their eyes uh, so he alerted police, told them like what intersection he had seen them on. They rescued Elizabeth wearing a gray wig, sunglasses, and veil. And what she actually said to them when they uh, rescued her was, oh, I know who you think I am. You think I'm that Elizabeth Smart girl. Just spooky. And they took her in and interrogated her and found out it was indeed Elizabeth Smart. So was she
1: brainwashed into really thinking that she wasn't Elizabeth Smart? Or did she have Stockholm Syndrome and, like, feel for the guy? Or was she afraid that if she outed
0: herself, she would die? i think there was a mix of those things it's not totally clear but i i know that a lot of people theorize that she had stockholm syndrome Mm um she was held captive for nine months just with with this man and his wife um god and she was 14 and so a lot of people do theorize that her dad to to this day says that's not what it was like she was just trying to I'll stay alive. Protect her family, and she also had said that they threatened her with violence and death. They threatened her family. They threatened her siblings. So it's kind of unclear, but she. I feel like at
1: that point you're just. I mean, I. It, it sounds like they just manipulated her enough to be like, pretend you're not you, or else we'll kill. Other exactly. People. Just and I mean guilt the craziest
0: thing about this whole story is that she was in the community, like she was. Just around. Yeah, and people but were... she probably
1: saw people she knew all the time. Oh, all the time. Like, just so... She could have asked for help at any second. Exactly,
0: and people were looking for her and ran into her and...
1: At least that had to be comforting for her, though, to, like, walk around town and see signs, like, knowing that people were looking for her, you know? Yeah. Like, at least she knew if she heard any buzzing. Yeah. But then that also makes, like, her captor an idiot because if he's in the... walking around with her and sees that people are actively looking for her... Wouldn't he want to bring her somewhere else? Well, the
0: weird thing was that he was so good at... Well, I mean, okay. Just as an example, um, at one point, the threesome... So it was him, his wife, and uh, Elizabeth went to a party uh, in town, and um, they were drinking beer. Uh, She had her, like, costume on, her veil... And I actually read an article by a woman who is Mormon and she said, to be honest, like it sounds so wacky that this guy's walking around with a woman and a, a young woman in a veil Mm -hmm. and another woman who's his wife. But she said, it's really not that abnormal to see like a guy walking around with two women. There's like, Mm -hmm. you know, polygamy and that kind of thing. And people take young brides and there's weirder things. So it's not like a gigantic red flag necessarily in the Mormon community. Um... The host of the party was, like, kind of taken aback because this guy Mitchell or Emmanuel or whatever was trying to force the girl to drink absinthe and she refused to drink it. I mean, remember, she was 14 at this point. But, like, also,
1: how, like, how strong are you to say no to someone at 14 who's, like, keeping you captive?
0: Yeah. I feel
1: like if they're molesting you and threatening to kill your family, if they say drink absinthe. You just fucking shut up and drink the absinthe.
0: Yeah, I guess they tried to pour it down her throat and she, like, wouldn't swallow it. So did he really think that she, like, happily was with him at this point?
1: Or did she? Did he know that she didn't want to be there?
0: I mean, I'll just give you, like, a brief timeline. What happened was he kidnapped her, made her hike up the mountains behind her house, held her captive literally behind her house in the hills for several months, she was chained to a tree oh. the first night he uh had a wedding ceremony where he quote unquote made her his wife raped her several times every day oh of her god. captivity he raped her and oh my god oh my was, god it was i know and she had mentioned later that th- she didn't talk about that for many years but she said later that that was just the most horrible part because she was raised in such a conservative mormon community that like she had committed herself to celibacy until marriage and then she was raped every day, at least once for nine months. And she said, and she was 14. And she said when she went back and tried to be a normal life and she went to high school in her Mormon community and they did these classes about like, if you have sex. Right, modesty and all that. Right. And like, if you have sex, men don't, like, you're not going to be desirable. You're not going to be wanted. And God. she said it was just the most horrible thing to be like. And they use these metaphors like, oh, it's like a wooden fe- or you're like a beautiful picket fence. and. Every time you have sex with someone, like, you just get, like, nails screwed into them. Right. The... It's like the flower
1: thing where if everyone takes a petal off of a flower at the end of the day, do you really want, like, this flower with no petals?
0: Exactly. And she said it was just all those metaphors that made her feel – it was just, like, like a horrible Like, no one asked thing.
1: her to, like, step out of the room.
0: She said – in her interview, she said, I couldn't believe they knew I was sitting there, and they just kept the conversation going about this. And so that was – I think that was just the worst part. But anyway, so she she was- That's ca- the worst part, not the actual getting raped? Well, I mean, I think the worst part of the, the worst covering. aftermath? Yeah. And so she obviously- So she was held captive for several months. And after a few months, he allowed her to be free. I I mean, personally, I don't know and I don't want to, like, make any assumptions. But from what I've read, it sounds like she did have Stockholm Syndrome because he took her into town. He took her to shops- Uh, They went after that party, uh, like a little while after that, the three of them went to the library downtown and they were confronted by a homicide detective who knew like everyone was looking for her and he knew that she was in disguise. People had said, like, look for someone who's covered up or who's, you know, and he had been told there was like this report. He approached them and asked Elizabeth to take off her veil But Mitchell, the man, stepped in, and he said, like, back off. This is part of our religion. Like, my wife can't show you her face, and she can't speak in public. Like, you're threatening our religion. And somehow – oh, I'm sorry. He said she was his daughter and that this other – his wife was his wife. Um, And the officer said Mitchell stayed calm through 15 minutes of questioning. Uh, He – the officer said, I couldn't find any reason that he was lying. Um, I didn't want to, like, step on his toes and threaten his religion. So he let him go and to take Elizabeth back. And, the fa- like, I think what they said later when they tried to, during the trial, they try, his defense attorneys tried to claim that he was, tried to plead insanity. And one of the pieces of evidence that he was fully, uh, he fully understood what he was doing um, is that he was able to lie about it successfully to a detective, making up a story about how she was his daughter and it was part of his religion. Like he knew what he was doing was totally wrong, and he made up a whole like lie about it because he knew that the detective was going to figure him out. So that was kind of what they used to to incriminate him as being. Fully. This is horrible. It's it's really dark um (laughs) obviously wow you really picked a winner (sighs) well i mean it's it's also dark because it's more recent i feel like a lot of these serial killer stories are from the 50s and 60s and they feel
1: yeah they feel so far away yeah they're part of culture now yeah and it's well this is also something that we actually experienced sure like not to say we were the same age not to say that Jonestown is like a funny thing to talk about but it's something we've never had to hear people
0: speaking about as relevant news. It's like more removed for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, the whole thing with him, according to his stepson, he ate a large dose of LSD in the Utah desert, realized God wanted him back in the Mormon church. So he took his third wife, devoted himself to the church, took it way too far, uh, obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, ended up outside as like a well-known beggar in the downtown area. Uh, He would... Curse people who didn't give him money. He would hold his arms out and pretend he was Jesus Christ being crucified. He wrote an entire 27-page revelation called The Book of Emmanuel David Isaiah. uh, Gave copies to friends and relatives. He believed he was, like, the Messiah.
1: What friends did he have who, if they followed the same kind of original... Initial religionism. Well, he would grab this book out of him, and be like, You're "Well, crazy.
0: he was actually excommunicated from the church the ah. same week he kidnapped Elizabeth Smart." Ah, so like this is like it might have been a trigger, a mental break, might have been. So, I mean, the yeah, so church authorities obtain a copy of this like book he wrote and excommunicated him the same week he took Elizabeth Smart, and actually, it's kind of telling his father. Wrote a 900-page document about how he was like the second coming, and he wrote about how he had to have sex with young women to it was part of his religion, and how they could only eat a vegetarian diet, and just all these wacky things. 900 pages. So that was his father. So obviously, he was not in a good mental state as a child. So it, the whole thing is twisted, but I mean, thankfully she was found safe. She's now spends her life advocating for rape victims and kidnapped children. Um, Oh my God. It's great. She's done a lot of work. She's met with presidents. She's met, she's done a lot of TV shows. Um, she's written a memoir and yeah. But like as great of things that you're doing, like I
1: cannot imagine like, (sighs) Like, like re- recovering from that? Like, there's no recovering no, from it.
0: No, no, I mean, especially, even your family. Like, that's just... Ugh. So, I mean, you know, in the end, like, she's helped a lot of people, but this obviously... This just Tamara in real life. That's <laughs> all. Oh. Just, just getting to you. <laughs> it's it's a dark story, and I just, it's something that I want to talk about, because I remembered it growing up, and remembered how much it just shook me, and I went home and thought, I told my mom lock the damn doors like
1: yeah i didn't remember i remember like seeing it in pieces on the news but i think either my parents were trying to protect me or the news just wasn't on a lot but i mainly heard about it that i knew that it existed and then they made like a some version of like a lifetime movie about it and i remember watching that and getting all the pieces at the same time and being like oh shit like it was that really happened like, I remember the scene in that movie where the guy abducts her and the little sister is hearing it. Like, oh. That little ugh.
0: girl, I mean, to my, I just remember the moment. Like, because my teacher, truly, he made us follow the whole story, like, in class. And I remember thinking, my mom was not happy because I was coming home in tears every day. And she was like, you should be learning about not this, like, about history. I mean, he, technically, that was a really smart teacher
1: because he was teaching you history that wasn't yet history sort of he's like teaching you history because he he knew it would become history yeah
0: he was sort of one of those people that liked shock value though like he would come into class and tell us like murder like it was just i think he liked to be the shock value guy so that we would go home and be like wow like guess what we learned and he really like a lot of parents were like please stop telling us about how they're gonna get abducted in the night out of their beds they're 11 years old like Let's let's had, save that a, for whether the parents want to do it. I had a teacher
1: it. who taught history and I think he was a vet with PTSD because mm-hmm. he taught it a little too intensely. Oh. Like he treated us like soldiers. Oh. And he told us he was doing it for the um like the real life perspective of war. And I was like, We're
0: nine. Th- like, that, right. We're we don't know and we don't care. And that's a thing that like you learn from your parents or from you know what i mean like you get exposed to that in real life not like you don't need to learn that at age 9 at school I mean it definitely left an imprint though sure. so if that was his goal he did it I mean i didn't sleep for weeks after this and my mom was like god damn it like <laughs> <laughs> look what you've done and it i remember it being fascinating and t- terrifying i mean and the whole thing where he would walk around with her in a veil and she just saw family and friends and didn't say any. I mean, it mm-hmm. really got to me. And the part about the little girl seeing her sister get abducted and then months later saying, "Oh, I like it was that guy. I remember him now." I mean, Ugh. it just gets to me. It's
1: just like it's like I guess if you had to break down my biggest fear, it's just the sense of helplessness. Yes, yeah, exactly. I just like I not to say that I always need to be in control, but I hate not having the option to be in control
0: especially in your safe zone you know especially in like the place you're supposed to feel the safest yeah so that just really got to me anyway so i thought that's a big one get out of the way well what am i supposed to say now like good job like (laughs) i was supposed to take a drink and just understand that that's why we drink that one that one got me (sighs) that's a heavy
1: episode what was what did i say in the first episode my oh, my core was rocked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my core was rocked, dude. Uh, I don't know. Are do you think our parents are still even listening to this? No.
1: Well, well, I know. Um, my mom had an opinion about the last couple episodes we did.
0: Oh, uh, do I want to know it or not?
1: Oh, I mean, it's just she just live tweeted her opinions as she listened. What? <laughs> um, this is for. But here's the thing, because like. Side note: These are pre-recorded, so the one that's most recently out—that's the one that she did a. Oh yeah, yeah, a live tweet on. What did she say? I'm nervous. Um, and by live tweet, I mean text. So don't. Try oh, to, I was like, I didn't try see to her tweets. Don't try to find my mom on Twitter. <laughs> she literally got a Twitter just so she could follow me. And by follow me, not even like Twitter follow me, but like call me and ask me what all my tweets mean. <laughs> um, so. So as she listened, she texted me these things in this order. Oh, God. I do not drink barefoot. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> what? So everyone, go listen to episode two while I read out my mother's opinions. Linda! I thought she did. And I said, then why is it always in the house and empty? <laughs> and she said, I bought it from my friends. They drink it in mass." Then she said, I drink Prisoner. That will go well with your show. And then she said, make them sponsor you. As if I can just call prisoner wine. Make them. Yeah. Uh, I said, I'll make sure to let them know. (laughs) She says, next, if Barefoot was in the house, it was because I did not drink it. I like fit wine. Very tasty. And then she said, halo ice cream. Yum, yum. (laughs) And then she said, imagine halo flavored or wine flavored halo.
0: Oh, yes. I'm imagining that.
1: Then she said, your dream come true. I want to eat and drink with Christine. Woo! My dreams are all coming true. And then she says, because uh, we talked eventually about like how we don't succeed at anything. and That's a fun conversation. I mean, it's just also the reality. <laughs> she says, uh, when you told me you were starting a podcast, I didn't unscrew the wine bottle. I had my butler serve it to me. <laughs> like, because my mom thinks she's a fucking comedian now that there's a platform for people to hear her <laughs> jokes. Uh, then she said, "Next time you get an Oreo McFlurry, add M and M's. They will do it if you pay them for it." <laughs> because my mother is the expert. Actually,
0: now. you should get your butler to do it for you. <laughs> That's the real way. And
1: Christine's coming in hot with the jokes. But um, uh, she then said, "Oh, the next thing it'll probably become the caption to a T-shirt that she's on at some point." Great. I want to meet her dog. <laughs> It's going to be a picture of her and my dog. Oh, and then we started talking about how our friends had tuberculosis and Mm. cholera. Scarlet fever. Yeah. And I said, oh, all we need is someone with dysentery. Mm -hmm. So she says, Uncle Joey got dysentery last year while traveling in Peru.
0: (laughs) Oregon Trail, bitches.
1: (laughs) We've done it the trifecta so i wrote to her and i said i'll make sure to get all this addressed in episode seven and she said why not six (laughs) (laughs) and i said it's been pre-corded don't have a fit about it and she said cool just hearing about robert durst robert was in all caps oh uh and then she wrote the name of the guy that said hello mrs linda do you want some chocolate she said his name uh-huh. with hearts and then said, how is he? I miss him.
0: I knew it.
1: <laughs> and then finally, she sent me a picture of a mudslide, uh, like the drink. Uh-huh. And she said, I just ordered a frozen mudslide and I'm listening to your podcast. Frozen mudslide is the perfect blend of milkshake and cocktail. Tell Christine hello. Linda
0: gets me. She's- Linda Needs to calm down. No, she is on it. She's on her game. She's decided if she can't be a stand-up comedian, she'll just filter her jokes through me. You know what? Do you know what my mother did? Listen, I called my mother and I said, have you listened to our podcast? She goes, I can't get the video to work. And I was like, it's not a video, it's audio. And so finally I figured out how to tell her to listen to the podcast. And she goes, (laughs) great, I downloaded it. I'm almost done. And I was like, where are you? And she's like, I've listened to eight minutes. And I was like, that's... God, and I'm so, almost done with your hour show. Uh, yeah, so uh, like the next I, we ep- released episode two, and she didn't listen to it for days and days. And I was like, "Mother, you are so embarrassed." Like <laughs> Emily's family is so supportive; they are. And I called my mom today, and I told her we had you know 600 downloads, and she goes, "Well, I'd like to be a guest on your podcast." I was like, "Suddenly, <laughs> zero you're, to sixty. Yeah, suddenly you're you want to be involved. That's so great. You're such a gold digger." And then she goes, "Yes." And then my stepdad asks <laughs> yes. who she was talking to. And she goes, oh, I'm talking to Christina about her, her ghost story and, and murder situation show. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? It's so not, like,
1: okay. To be fair, her first language is German, correct? It, it sounds like she tried to explain it to a translator, and then it came out, like, in broken translation. Murder
0: Situation Podcast. Her name is much better. Perfect. Rolls off the tongue. Anyway, so our parents... Big try. They they try sometimes. That's
1: okay. The second my mom heard podcasts, I think she heard, like, potential fame.
0: So. <laughs> my mom heard, oh, God, another waste of time. But... <laughs> We'll see where it goes. We'll see who's right. right. Linda or Renata. One of them's going to be right. We'll do, eventually we'll get, a, we'll get a picture of both of them. Oh, my. And then we'll Photoshop them next to each other. And they're going to be drinking not barefoot wine. Mudslides, apparently. Mudslides. <laughs> All, <laughs> All right. right. Well, good. That I'm was glad. fun.
1: Uh, that's, a, that's a nice happy note. And by Besides murder. I, we
0: needed to end on it. We need to a, a palate cleanser. We went from Elizabeth Smart <sighs> to our mothers. There's He's, no other way to go. It's a good segue. Yikes. All right, guys. Thanks for listening again. If you have any suggestions, let us know. Tweet us. Facebook us. Email us. Also, we are doing, as you know, some minisodes with people, listener stories. So please write us either your ghost or crime stories and we will feature them on the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And we love you all and thank you so much for listening. And that's, that's why, why we drink. We drink. <laughs> Good one.
1: In a fast-paced world...